Straight Talking Smart Tech Podcast, where we discuss the ever-changing world we live in today. It's time to start thinking differently. So tune in and buckle up for some home truths as Hull and East Yorkshire's very own digital tech experts talk transformation and change, focusing on people, process and technology. Well, we're we're back, Paul, aren't we? We're back. Certainly are. We're back. Um, We're missing Joe. Woman down. Yeah, well, you're a woman down. Woman down. Um, I don't know who's going to keep us in check. We'll just do as we like. I well, normally do, but Joe usually keeps me in check, doesn't she? But she ain't here today, so she can't. No, she can't. So we're all busy. Um, it has been, you know, as the world's starting to plug back in, we're, we're just getting all busy, aren't we? We are uh, syncing our calendars and everybody's just... What we're gonna do? Great, great problems to have. Oh, great problems to have. Great problems to have. So we're um, redu- we're going to review um, Jason Rickaby, aren't we? Yeah. Um, and review sort of his um, lessons learned because I-, I thought it was a, um, an incredible um, podcast. Um, and again, for me, you know, I-, I love entrepreneurs and I love learning from entrepreneurs. And it was a I don't know if you noticed, but I was a bit sort of struck because. I've always wanted to interview him. Um, I just, I really admire the, the work he did and the way he built a brand. Do you want to add to that? I, I just think the way Jason conducted himself and the way he talks about his journey, um, working at that in that shop just to get the passion for the feel that he was going in and not having the things worked out. And as he went down, as he went down that path of being successful, um, we asked him what would he. Um, tell yourself at 18 to ignore and it was chase your dreams because they are only dreams you've got to go out there and do stuff and get it done and he wished he'd done it earlier um, yeah, yeah I, t- I, t- I took that from it and I, and I think there was, a, there was a key point for me because it's interesting and you, you'll know this as, as, you, as you, you're scaling your own business out you know and you're, you're on that journey yourself um, is at times, we what really struck me, you know, because he's done really well out of it, and you know, he sold his business, um, you know, and a lot of things that we, you know, aspire to do in t- at times, don't we? You know, it, it sounds good, it looks good, and you think that's what you know you build a business so it doesn't need you is the, is the goal, isn't it? As we as we taught, but what really hit home for me and and really got me thinking is he 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 remembers the best days being the fair, the early days. Yeah, you know, he enjoyed the process, but. He believes that he wasn't sort of as, as present then. You know, looking back, he wishes he'd have enjoyed that a bit more and, and been present. That was what I took from it. Did you take anything else from that? Yeah, I, th- I think I think you're right because, like he said, he sold his business for hell of a lot of money, hell of a lot of money, and people think it's life changing amount of money, which it is for it is for everybody. But it wasn't life changing for him. It was like, right, what what's next? What's, what's next? Is that it? And how? I was just intrigued by the way he, he talked about that and the way he was like, right, it doesn't make you happy. We all think money makes you happy, but it doesn't. And he just wanted to go again. And I think, is it the thrill of the chase or the, getting there? I like that. No, I think, well, it's when he mentioned it, I think the quote, he quoted some of the lines of, he looked back through rose-tinted glasses, didn't he, you know, looking forward. And he realised, I think the best times are right at the start. And I think... I think that's just human nature for me, though. Um, we always want more, don't we? Yeah, we. I, th- I think we always want more, and we we always talk about living for the now, and we don't live for the now because we've all we've all got absolutely masses, haven't we? We've we've got 
we've got good families, we've got a job, we've got nice houses, but we always seem to want more. Just enjoy what we've got. And that's that's how you'll enjoy life if, you, if you're not chasing all the time. And I think he realises he'd have embraced it a bit more and work-life balance a little bit more. Um, but... Yeah, I was really, I was really impressed by his ethos in life. Is that the right word? Yeah, and I think, I think the bit what because um, you've been reading about this bit of stoicism, he was, yeah. he was back into his stoicism, wasn't he? You know, um, and you know, Marcus Aurelius and and a lot of them sort of um, words of wisdom that just ground you at times. And I think, I think there's a lot of what um, men can learn from Jason because you know he's in a, you know, he's a, he's a, a, a fantastic, you know, um, bodybuilder, wasn't he? Um, on top of his sport, that's um, where that's where me and him are very similar. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, and you know, but I also thought what I thought was what struck me, and I don't know if you picked up on this. The way, like, uh, I think we, <laughs> I picked up on the way he sort of explained what it's like to be a man, but from an energy level, in terms of um, having a masculine energy and a, and a feminine energy, and and I think you know we we call the po- podcast how to embrace masculine energy, life, and business, and. It really got me thinking around that, and it, and it it was the way it embraced masculine energy because at times, you know, when we look at masculine energy, um, it can come across, you know, a bit. Is, is it this? And we 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 struggle at times, don't we? And when we sort of look, you know, masculine energy is strong, controlled, focused at times, and and you know, when you look at feminine energy, free flowing, open, and radiant, and and again, you know. Men and women are so different, but I'd never looked at it. And we do hear it at times, don't we, in, in business in different ways, and we've got to be trying to be, you know, be focused. But really, he was, he was talking about actually stepping into that sort of power. Um, and I think we do see more of that. We know we do see more um, more, more women um, be more um, masculine in the way it trips place if we was to put, define it as that in terms of strong, controlled and focused and powerful. Um, and... It was just a different way of looking at it, but then also we see men being more free flowing and open, don't we? Um, and it just really sort of hit home um, about looking at our energy and and the way where do we come from? And I think some of that is depending on our environment, isn't it? You know, if we're in a male dominant environment, we're going to have more male energy, you know. Um, and depending on our, our upbringing, you know, I was brought up with th- um, three women, you know, obviously my dad in there, but against three women, so th- there is a lot of traits you would say times sometimes I've got a lot of feminine energy in, in that sense right um, but then you look at Andy's man club um, you know I was over at Beverly the other night and again when you look at it from an energy point of view because I've been I've been fascinated since he got me thinking on this is you could say that what we do at Andy's man club is not traditionally masculine because traditionally masculine when you talk about strong controlled and focused um, that's not been free flowing open is it you know um you know wants to fill up gather talk then you know that, that's more from a feminine energy side you know and I actually look at that and i think that's where the balance is changing we're starting to get in, in tune with that side of our nature what would you say I, I didn't i didn't think about it until you've just mentioned it and when you talk about our community work at andy's man club and when you t- talk about what do we do within them rooms on a monday night free flowing open radiant um and we we open up and we show emotions and that that is like feminine energy in it because we're not used to doing stuff like that and we all, we all have a darker side and many of us avoid direct confrontation with our shadow selves. I've done this 
a hell of a lot. But there's a reason why it carries a great deal of energy to run at the big thing. And I've procrastinated for years. And this is why ever we need to... This is like another one with Andy's Man Club. We need to step out of the darkness and into the light. And there'll be brighter days all the time. And I really get what um, Jason was saying. And Jason did say that he doesn't really have dark days. But he has a shade of grey. He's, he's not really up, but he's never really, really down. But some people are. And I really enjoy what he what he talks about. Yeah, I, I get that. And I think, um, it's, and that's where I think, because I've read Stoicism myself, and it, it's, it's coming back to that balanced thinking. But when I've got, and I've got it up on screen for us, Blair and Paul, um, and I prepared this just for the, today in terms of, masculine versus um, be more masculine be more feminine and how do you express yourself so let's just rattle through them so go, you you go through be more masculine what's, what's it saying on there focused logical stable goal orientated strong structured driven through physical through, through, through the physical realm yeah and yeah. then feminine um, be more feminine energy is receptive fluid allowing empathetic sensual emotional nurturing through the subtle um, realm and I think when you look at it like that I'd never seen it as so poignant like that in terms of 100% when I look at Andy's Man Club and what we do on a Monday night um, we are receptive we are allowing we are empathetic we are sensual aren't we we are emotional we are nurturing um, you know none of the actual masculine sad yeah um, and it just when I looked at that what what's your thoughts on that? Because it blew my mind. Yeah, do you know it's the first time I've seen it this morning, and it really is. Um, we're allowing people to express themselves in a non-judgmental way, and I I just think yeah, when you think of masculine versus feminine, I think it's it's both coming together, aren't they? As the years have gone on, like you said before, we we industrial revolution you touched on earlier, which I think you're going to share. Yeah, but I think I do, yeah, linking into that a little bit more. Um, yeah, where you're leading me on that, and it's a good point, is we was having a sort of conversation off air, weren't we? And uh, we're in the, we're stepping into the, the, the fifth industrial revolution. And, and at first you were saying to me, what are you on about, Leon? What are you on about, McQuaid? Um, and I said, well, let me let me take you through a bit of history. So I said, we had the first um, industrial revolution, which was mechanic, I can't even say the word, mechanic, mechanicalization. That's e- it. Easy You've for me it. to say. You've right? got it. And that occurred in the 18, um, and, 18th century, didn't it? And it was basically steam engine replaced horses and human power. That was it, right? Then we had the second industrial revolution, and that was from the late 1800s and, you know, up to the sort of the start of the First World War. Um, and that was production of steel, electricity, and combustion engines. Um, so you started to see that about 1900, didn't we? Um, and then we had the third industrial revolution, which was automation and globalization. So that was sort of like the digital revolution occurred around, I think, about the 1980s. And that's where we saw computers, digitization, and that's where we started to see the internet, right? And linking in a bit more, that was when you started to have automation of production um, through electronic IT systems. So you were seeing that back in the days of um, you know, doing the fish. Um, you started seeing digital scales coming in, yeah. um, weighing um, different production lines, um, logistics, um, purchasing, email, um, all them type of things that we take for granted right now, don't we, right? And then we started to see the the, the fourth industrial revolution that was sort of ending, really, is the digitalization. Um and we're in there now um, in terms of AI, robotics, Internet of Things, blockchain, crypto. Um, and you're like, Leon, where am I going with this? Where am I going with this, right? Um, 
So when I start talking to you about robotics, AI, augmented reality, and all these different things, like sometimes you're like, oh, what's going on? But we was having a walk the other day, and you was educating me on cryptocurrency. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. I had no idea in, in terms of what you was doing in that, in that space. Yeah, I was telling you, I was showing you one, I, yeah. Right, so you was educating, right? So um, you, you at times like to make out that you're not um, in, into tech. But you live it, breathe it, and and and, and it surrounds you all day. Yeah. Fair. yeah, is that fair? So where I was, I was leading with this in terms of um, we're entering the sort of fifth industrial revolution, which is personalization, right? And what I absolutely love about this sort of era, what we're heading into, and you'll you'll see um, Apple are doing a big on this at the minute, and a lot of big organisations are big on this. You'll see it more and more when I when I sort of define this. But um, this area is all about innovation, purpose, and inclusivity, right? And you sort of that stop and ask yourself, well, what does innovation mean? What does purpose and what does inclusivity mean? So let, let's drill that back a bit more. Um, look at the work we've been doing with the Quill app, for example. Yeah. That is true innovation. innovation. And it's got a purpose because it wants to save people's lives. Yeah. Right? And the way we've built it is inclusivity for any man. Um, and we're trying to be inclusive for different groups and different areas and try and bespoke it so that um, it fits everybody because yeah. you know what's right for one, what's not right for another. You got that, and that's why we've got other charities helping out and all different way, all, all things going on. Um, you're starting to see like the suicide task and finish group we, we, we're involved in. Um, again, we're trying to innovate. It's got a purpose, and we're trying to have inclusivity. We've got loads of charities, loads of organisations in there, right? And when you when you build build that down and say, well, let, let's go look at. Um, you know, the different areas, they all have an end result. So if you look at the first industrial revolution, that was all about introduction of mechanical production facilities driven by water and steam. Yeah. Right, got it, right? And then the next one was all about divisions of labour and mass production, which was enabled by electricity. Got it? Um, then we had automation production for IT, like I've mentioned, robotics and, and the rest of it. Now, this one, where it gets really powerful um, for me, is it's all about deep multi-level um, cooperation between people and machines. But a key criteria is consciously choosing to make these a deep level connection and that's why you're starting to that might explain paul when have you seen it about facebook and and, and facebook and and apple are sort of arguing about um privacy and all these bits that's because what we're talking about there is now deep level cooperative cooperation between machines and people right and consciously yeah does that make sense yeah so that's why we're going to see more of that going on because for years we've taken this technology on and we haven't been conscious. We've just used it. Yeah. Now everybody, everybody's more conscious of what what they're looking at, um, privacy, and everything. And and people are more conscious now. And I think we've we've said it many a times. Um, you've got to use it as a tool, not the tool using us. Hundred percent, and I think when when you look at what's going on around us, you know, so we're always going to be biased and go back to man club because we we it just holds a special place in our heart, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Now, when you look at that, then um, that is about personalization. It is about innovation, and it is about inclusive inclusivity. Isn't it? it is about you know, um, it has innovated, um, and that's why it's so successful because it has deeply got a purpose. It does include any man, um, and. I think when you start seeing like that, and it's all about deep level cooperation and between people and machines, and you say, "Well, why are people and machines?" Um, it's that on Facebook. It yeah. used on Facebook, um, 
and I was having a good debate with my mum at the weekend. You know, she was mentioning about you know the privacy she's seen it in the news and stuff, and she's she's generally scared, and you know, and she got comments on it. But it's that word consciously choose. Yeah, I said you you've got a right to consciously choose whether you use that technology or not. You yeah. don't have to use it. It's free, and it's and I think you know my mum made a real good point actually. She said um, sometimes as humans, she said um, we like to blame everybody else but actually you've really made me thinking it's my choice whether I use it or not it's my choice what I use it for um, and she even said yeah the rules and the terms and conditions are all on there they're so long that you don't want to read them but if she really wanted to she could yeah and like we've all got a choice we have a we have a use it or we turn it off and it's simple isn't it um, but if you use it as a tool I think it can be it's fantastic and it's really helped us in the last Year and a half Facebook, um, growing growing the man club, um, using it online when we was on lockdown and we couldn't meet face to face, and it's been a lifesaver for some people, um, and but you've got to be conscious of when to turn it off. Exactly that, and I, and I think it's that. Uh, I think for me, I'm a huge fan by a tech guy. I love tech. Yeah. Um, just because it allows us to do so much things, um, but it all comes down to me. Um, you know, what is the purpose of that piece of technology, and why are you consciously choosing to use it? Um, and it takes a bit of effort, you know. Um, it takes a bit of you know, um, bit of grit, as we always talk about. I was, I was frightened to use tech a year and a half ago, um, and I think it was. I think it's down to one of your quotes um, that we've talked about today. Um, running at the big thing, it it was easy. It was easier for me to say I don't do tech than actually studying and doing it properly, um, because it 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 was my excuse of procrastination, as I, I suppose. Um, now now I use it more. Now I'm enjoying it more. Um, it's enhancing my, myself and my business. Um, I should have done it earlier. And and but the isn't. We, we, there's loads of things we should have done, isn't there? but I think it's part of that lesson, isn't it? and I think Jason picked up on that about failure. He had re- Jason failed lots and lots of times. He's he's openly said that he failed loads of times, and I think any successful businessman does because every failure is a stepping stone to success, isn't it? And he he himself um, said how he failed, but he succeeded in the end. Exactly, and I, I really liked um, one of his quotes. He said, he said, "He said, I guess in terms of how we lead, we lead with our actions and ultimately our accountability. Um, that's how we should show the young men how to act." And I love that quote. Um, what he said, because I, I think that links in nicely to what I'm sort of saying there, and you're saying in terms of, um, you know, you look at that what you just mentioned there about stepping into the dark, you know, the darker side, you yep. know, and if if we dig on that, then the pair of us have, have been guilty of this, you know, in, in times. Um, to shape the life we want to lead, you know, sometimes you have got to, got to step into the darkness to see the light, and yeah, you know, and it's like you with the tech stuff, you know, um, and you're on this business. I've been, you know, going out for walks and talks to you, watching you um, create this business, and I think what's been real nice for me is um, you've done it all yourself. And when we go out for walks, you've got all on, you really help me, and I and I, I don't really. All I do is hold you accountable to yourself. Yeah, um, and I, I don't do anything apart from. 
what are you going to do, Paul? Oh, I'm, I, I, how would you do that then, Paul? And, oh, what do you need to do between now and next week, Paul? And then I'll just come back next week and go, have you done that? Right? It's not. Yeah. yeah. And but that's what you've done to me for years in rugby. Yeah. So, you know, in rugby, you know, it'd be, well, we're going to play this team and you need to do this. And, and, and you'd, teach, you'd coach us, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, com- that's what I felt confident doing. I know I can do that. Um, when, when I don't do... S- when I do something I'm not quite sure about, I doubt myself. But over the last six or eight months, um, I've gone for it. I've gone for it. I've ran at the big thing. And now I'm realising I can do it. I can do it. But it took me years to have the confidence to actually do it. Did you know how easy it could be to save a life? Sometimes, Sometimes all you have all to you do, have is, do talk. is talk. It's time to talk suicide. Sign up to the Talk Suicide campaign today for free training and advice at talksuicide.co.uk. Save a life today. Talk suicide. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Um, so, um, yeah, it's all about um, taking action, isn't it? And yeah. running that big thing that we said. Yeah. Um, and we can all blame people for not doing something and not getting the results that you really want, but it, it does come down to yourself and running at the big thing. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, so, any sort of closing thoughts? Um, and I'm, I'm sure when Joe listens to this because we were talking about um, we need to we do need to con- continue this conversation about masculine and feminine energy because um, we're a little bit biased, aren't we? Well, I think no. I think we've been inclusive today. We've been inclusive today. Have we've we? Talk, we've talked about feminism and masculinity. We haven't talked about feminism. Not feminism. <laughs> what the, what they've got to is it? Feminine energy. Feminine energy. That's it. That's, that's the it. one. That's a that's a whole of the show. We we we, we, <laughs> we, we respect feminists and we, yeah, of course we, we do. It affects everybody. That was um, it. But no. But it, but joking aside, I think what what we are saying is, um, which we're trying to understand our you know it was a bit like um unless you understand um why we do what we do you know it's in our nature yeah. um we, we can't change can we we can't adapt no and we need we need we need to adapt and we need to move forward like like i think we've said in the past um years ago years ago when we changed from um what was it street lighting when we got street lighting, you you tell me a story about that, and oh, in terms of yeah, yeah uh, no, I remember what you're talking about is change, aren't you? Um, yeah, change. Yeah, there's a, there's a story, aren't they? When when electric street light lamps was first introduced, yeah. um, I think it was Paris. One, I think one of the uh, one of the stories I'd heard, and and it was basically that. Um, think of it logically; it was always candles, wasn't it? And yep. they used to have the guy who used to go around and light them and, and then turn them off at certain times, and, and obviously they'd run out, wouldn't they? After, I think they ran paraffin as well, didn't they? I think yeah. back in the day. Um, and I think the, the story sort of goes around um, when they brought electricity out. Yeah. Um, it could technically run for 24 hours, couldn't it? Yeah. Always be on. Um, and the big thing was all about making the streets safer and making them lighter. Um, so they wanted to light them 24 hours, didn't they? You know, so it was like your daylight and then nighttime light, obviously. Yeah. Right? But back then, it was such a big change that it was like no one understood. What, like, like, even if we look at it now, if we talk about electricity... We understand it, you know, steam or different things get te- or something turns a turbine in some way, and that then makes some energy that we call electricity that we can't see. We just know that if we touch it, it gives us a good belt, doesn't it? Yes, it certainly does. Right. So even now, you know, I always think electricity is magic. It, it, I understand it in terms of how we make it, but I can't see it. I can't 
you know, well, technically I can touch it, but I don't want to touch it. But it is like magic, yeah, you know, anything touches it, right? And even down to now, um, wireless charging, that blows my mind. How do, how do you charge something wirelessly, right? You know, but you do, don't you? And, yeah. and, and all the rest of it. Um, so back in, in Paris, when they was doing these lights for um, t- 24 hours, um, there was uproar because everyone thought that um, it'd interrupt their um, sleep patterns, which technically, you know, there was right, light does interrupt, interrupt your sleep patterns. Um, but you imagine they didn't want it to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think we've talked about um, different industries, different revolutions. And um, once a revolution finishes, there's people getting made unemployed and things like that, but then we'll move on again and people upskill. And it's all about change. All about change. So I love that, Paul. Um, so um, it was only a little quick check in today, you know, a little 20 minute one just yeah. to get us, I think, 25 minutes we've been on. Um, and, I, and I think. Um, What's what's your big take home from this 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 one with Jason? Then what's your what's your take home? I believe with Jason, um, he wanted to do things sooner. He wished he wished he'd have done things sooner. So for all the viewers out there, don't wait till it's perfect because it'll never be perfect. Just go out and do it. Love that, love that. So that's Leon checking out. Paul checking out. Latent plug. Think differently about your business IT. Let's face it, it's impossible to grow a business without digital technology. Now more than ever, with everything going on in the world right now, businesses are struggling to manage, protect and work in the cloud. Transform your business IT with expert support from ThinkCloud. Learn how the most successful businesses in your sector consistently generate up to 20% higher revenues at 30% lower costs. You've come this far. You got this. Check out www.think-cloud.co.uk and book a call today.